You're listening to The Gridiron Show, brought to you by Curry's PC World and GoPro, and it's game day. Super Bowl 54 is here. We are in Miami, Florida, ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs, and the San Francisco 49ers going head-to-head for all the marbles. So coming up in this show, we're going to break the game down. We're going to hear from... Uh, the brilliant coach Brian Billick, the brilliant coach Rob Ryan, and we'll give our takes on the game as well. Uh, plus, we've got a lovely charity bet going on with Betfred. We'll get into that as well. You're listening to The Gridiron Show, brought to you this Super Bowl week by Curry's PC World and GoPro. You're listening to The Gridiron Show, and don't forget, we've got one hell of a giveaway to bring you lucky people this whole week. Buy any of the amazing uh, GoPro action cameras online or in-store at Curry's PC World. Uh, Before the end of play on the 3rd of February, that's the day after Super Bowl 54, and you can enter a competition for the chance to win a seven-day break right here in Miami, Florida, with MVP travel. It includes flights, accommodation, and transfers, staying at the brilliant Miami Marriott Biscayne Bay, a four-star hotel with an easy reach of South a beach and it's for two that's the main thing website prices and offers may vary offers subject to availability terms and conditions at courage.co.uk forward slash super bowl one entry per receipt 18 plus and uk residents only and well a very good luck to you if you're going to get it done we will have one more show before that deadline's over because we'll of course be doing a show ollie hunter on sunday evening after the 49ers have lifted the lombardi You'll be lucky, pal. (laughs) You will be lucky. Uh, Giving away slightly who I'm picking, but uh, you don't know the score. So keep tuned in for that. But um, (laughs) We're all riveted. Yeah, riveted for for my hot take. I would like it if they won for you, Willie. Oh, that's very kind, mate. But you spent the whole week telling me that that's very much the opposite of the case. So uh, forget you. Um, Whoa. Don't see low green me. No, it's too late. (laughs) Why would you CeeLo Green? You, you've been forgotten. You've been oh. officially CeeLo Greened. Oh. Um, we've also got our uh, our offer going on with Betfred as well for new customers. Uh, use the promo code BETFRED40. You can bet £10 on Super Bowl 54 and get up to £40 in free bets. So it's for new UK customers only. 18 plus. Uh, there are terms and conditions which apply. You can find those on the Betfred website. Uh, and please gamble responsibly. Right, Josh Peacock joins us. This is a new voice. Hello. Look how it exciting for you it's not if you've been watching the brilliant gopro videos from around miami all week of course his little face all over them yeah well it's just nice to have me back in the house oh yeah well uh you think that uh (laughs) right i'm not so sure matthew sherry does because i don't know he's been in the weirdest of moods all day long we'll get to hear from him in a moment but i'm sure he's itching he's devastatedly angry that he's not got a microphone right now it's so grouchy (laughs) especially when you two are spreading slander about him off you know where he can't hear what happens on cans stays on cans absolutely oh is that the rule sorry you know I don't do this often that's so poor for you there's a reason you don't let me on this devastating right let's um, let's talk about this uh, let's talk about uh this deal we're doing with Betfred as well. So in addition to the, the Betfred 40 that we're doing with them as well, um, we've put, they've put for us £50 free bets on, uh, on five picks that the five of us that are involved in the show and with Gridiron have picked for the game this weekend with the money going towards, if we win, the money going towards um, uh, the Australian wildfires. What's the name of the fund, Josh? Wires. Wires. So they, they help with um, wildlife specifically. Um, and I just think that's a lovely thing because animals are helpless, animals need help. And the thing is, Will, what, over a billion animals are it's estimated insane, to have died. isn't it? That's horrific. That's just not good enough, is it? 
You you spent a lot of time in Australia, of course. So I used to, I lived there for a little while when I was eighteen. I'm now thirty, so that's quite a while ago. Um, that's fine. I've, I've got I've, I've got been a mate there a couple of times since as well. I've got a mate who's in his mid thirties who's called Oz because he lived there from like the age of four to about the age of twelve. So you've got something on him. You've lived there more recently than he has. Yeah, well, I went there. I've been there twice in the last five years since as well. I've been all over Australia, and hands down, it is my favourite place in the world. So it's it's something that means quite a lot to me. And this is just something that shouldn't be happening. Um, to put it into perspective, Will, in terms of an area that's been burned by these wildfires, I've just looked it up. 7.3 million hectares have been burned, which is a, a, an area larger than Belgium and Denmark combined. Wow. Now, the California wildfires in 2019 that we all heard about, 400,000 hectares burnt. So I'm not fantastic at maths, but that's... a a big difference. No, absolutely huge. We, and we actually met some people while we were at, um, were at Disneyland over Christmas with my wife, whose um, homes had been devastated by those Californian wildfires. And it, it was amazing hearing some of their stories, not in a positive way, obviously, mm. but just hearing those those first person accounts of it. So, I mean, if you want to get involved and donate anyway, Wires is a, is a fantastic fund to do so. But uh, Betfred have put these free bets on for us. And, and if any of them come in, that money will be donated uh, towards the fantastic fund. Uh, who went for what, Josh? What was your bet? My bet is Chiefs to win, Mahomes to be sacked two plus times, and Chiefs to score over twenty-eight and a half points in the game. And you were sat at. Sorry, I'm just looking up the the odds now. So that was seven to two, right? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I mean, Chiefs over two and a half, eight and a half points seems almost a given for me at this point. Mm. But with the two sacks in there as well, I think that's what's probably driving it up a little bit. I had uh, I had my entirely myopic bet of Jimmy G for MVP over fifty three point five points and Niners to win by at least plus three, which is uh, which is against the uh, against the grain. But I'm all right with it. I'm yeah, all right with it's it. It's still about one and a bit one to the Chiefs anyway. Mine was uh, sixteen to one. Uh, so I've gone for a real long shot. Chiefs to win over 53.5 points. And I think the reason why it's it's been pushed out to a, a longer odds is Damian Williams to score the first touchdown. I think La- LaShawn McCoy is going to be inactive. So Damian Williams will probably be the number one running back. So I think that's a, that has a decent chance. Are you the type that goes to the races and picks on a, a nice name rather than actually looking at the form book then? Or a number. A number, yeah, sure. Or a colour. Because you, you love, you've a, really you love a flag. Here. I love a flag. I love... I do like the, the, the different jockey get-ups. So if there's, if there's anything which is blue and white hoops, I 100% go for it. Or that. green and yellow. Yeah, well, yeah, Straight in for the silks. Uh, we've also got up there at the moment, Mahomes over 350 passing yards, Kittle any time touchdown, and the over at 53.5 points. That's priced up at 8 to like 1. one. Uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo and Pat Mahomes to both throw two-plus touchdown passes at 6 to 4. So those are the five bets that the Gridiron guys have put on. Uh, and you can find those particular bets available on the site and we'll also promote them across our social media channels and uh, the funds from our ones will go to wires and if you're interested in helping the Australian wildfires you should do the same wires.org.au will and just to put it into perspective I mean we we spend time in America over here but for anyone that's been to Australia that is an absolutely stunningly beautiful country it, it honestly it's absolutely fantastic I recommend anyone to go there and visit it takes a long time to get there because it's so far away but you are rewarded when you arrive. So it's close to my heart because it's my favourite place in the world. And I think animals are helpless. They need a bit of help. So a bit of money that we can raise and we can chuck to wires who do such good work over there. 
Brilliant stuff. Cheers, Joshy. Well, well let's Josh. get into our first chat of the day, and then we'll uh, then we'll let Grouch Mouch get back onto the uh, <laughs> back onto the mic, and we can break down some of the game. Let's hear from Super Bowl winning head coach Brian Billick, who joined us on Radio Row uh, on Thursday, maybe or Friday morning, one of those days. Look at him; he's so grouchy; he doesn't even care anymore. I, mean, I have no idea. Yeah, he's one of your all-time favourite guests, and you'll be in this uh, this last favourite guest every year. So, Brian Billick here on the Gridiron Show. Show brought to you by Curry's PC World and GoPro. One of our very favourite guests every single year when we're down on Radio Row, and he is now a regular, practically a member of the team at this point. Coach Billick, how are you? Yeah, I'm still there? waiting for that check. You know? <laughs> I know, we're very much a pro bono organisation. Oh, okay, very good. <laughs> you are helping to grow the game in the UK, and, and that, I'm sure, feels like a privilege to you. It does, it does. I, it's one of my favourite places, and uh, I love that. I need to get over there when they actually have one of the games there. To have you take, never been? Not during, not when there's, we, we did play a pre season game there got years ago but to see a regular season game and the energy that, yeah. I, that I need to do that, that would especially be now that there's the the Tottenham Stadium is, right. is superb like it's as good as it's as good as the Falcon Stadium oh, as, that's as, great in terms of the gold standard over here isn't it yeah absolutely I, I think it is it's up there with the best stadiums I've ever visited. Just full stop for football or football. If wow. You know what I mean? Soccer or football. It's it's genuinely astonishing. I still remember though when I was over there, we had uh, we pulled in the stadium, and there was a sign up that said "No football coaches." <laughs> Which means, right, no soccer buses, right? <laughs> <Absolutely. laughs> I thought, well, what, what did I do to the press? Why, why did they, what have they got against me? That's very good. <laughs> Just hightailed it, turned around and left <laughs> immediately. Uh, <laughs> Coach, uh, starting off with, let's look forward to this weekend. We've not done a lot of breaking no, down the haven't. game because we've almost been saving ourselves a little bit. This is, I think, the best matchup we could have hoped for, certainly from the championship weekend, but actually all the way through the playoffs. Well, it's such a contrast. You know, you've got the wide-open, fast-break offense of Kansas City uh, with the two-back, two-tight-end, downhill, totally committed to the running game of San Francisco. So these contrasting, you know, I was, I've been half-jokingly saying this is this is the ultimate good versus evil, evil you know, cats sleeping with dogs, Armageddon, yeah. you know, this is the, the, the control of the entire world as to which style wins out. But it, it is an interesting contrast, and it'll be interesting to see how the game plays out given the strengths of each of these teams. I wanted to ask about Kyle Shanahan, because I, I imagine with your relationship with Bill Walsh and, and start in San Francisco, you would have had some knowledge of Mike or some overlap with Mike. How much has he taken essentially the family legacy forward? Because we we think of it as kind of the outside zone, but that offense, the running game is so diverse, isn't it? You know, they're doing a little bit of everything. It is. When you think of Mike Shanahan and his successes, you usually tie it with John Elway. So you think, okay, the passing game, he came from San Francisco, but Mike was truly, like Kyle, totally committed to the run. And what Kyle has done is taking that inside-outside zone scheme uh, and and expanded on it formationally, uh, situationally, and has done a brilliant job with it. I mean, my God, who would have thought we'd ever have a championship game with eight passes? It, it would just be prohibitive. Uh, but there, you know, there was a, Green Bay had absolutely no response for it, and Kansas City is going to get challenged as well. That's the key for San Francisco. Their path to winning is, as everybody pointed out, is control the clock, time of possession, grind away, go the length of field, score, and with Kansas City, try to contain them as. But a lot of people say you can't play zone against Kansas City. I disagree. The the path may very well be. 
get that four-man rush, play the zone. Kansas City is, can effectively, you know, matriculate the ball down the field, throwing the ball underneath. Mahomes is capable of doing that, but I'd much rather have him do that on 12, 13-play drives and chew down the clock than these one and two plays, boy, and now we can't keep up. So that may be the plan for San Francisco. I think that's what the Titans were trying to do. Because people kept going, why are they only rushing three? I think they were trying to keep everything underneath. Because if you can, particularly if you're running the ball, if you can shorten the game, you've got more of a chance. Because the more possessions that the Chiefs get the more points they're going to score. I know that sounds very obvious, but they just score so quickly. Well, and, and I think the four-man front of San Francisco yep. that everybody's talking about, legitimately five first-round draft choices, is as good as there are. I agree. The three-man rush didn't yield a lot, but a good four-man rush yep. by San Francisco, and it's got to be what we used to call a mush rush. It can't be don't try to get to the quarterback necessarily. If you can, that's great, but Bosa can't go high over the top, think he's going to get a sack, and leave that gap between him and the defensive tackle that allows Patrick Mahomes to get out of the pocket. If Mahomes gets out of the pocket, it's 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 all over. And on that point, I think it's interesting, we asked Eric Bieniemy about this the other night, but they tend to not bring extra linemen in, extra tight ends in. The, you know, the running backs don't chip. They leave five guys in Kansas City and rely on them and rely on Mahomes' capability. I think that means you're going to get two or three one-on-ones on almost every down for that 49ers front. And it's how they handle that in the trenches and whether the 49ers, it means, can and that will, that, pocket down. that will be the challenge. Just like it's interesting, the reverse, obviously the challenge for San Francisco's secondary is how do we match up man for man with these five guys? If you get a four-man rush and they got five receivers, I got seven guys. I'll double Hill. I'll double Kelsey. I'll match up one-on-one. Well, the offensive line of Kansas City is the same way. You know, there's five of us and there's four of them. Okay, we can double somebody. Yeah. All right? But now, otherwise, I got three one-on-one matchups, any one of which can win. The the other element, I guess, to the to the game plan for the 49ers is similar, clock control and offense. And they've got the offense to do that, haven't they? The best way is always to keep Mahomes off the field and limit the possessions. And I, and I guess that'll be a big part absolutely. of the Absolutely. And, and their absolute commitment to the running game. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to run San Francisco out of their running game. I don't care how many points Kansas City gets up. That that would be interesting to see where that line of demarcation is for San Francisco. How many scores and how late in the game before Kyle Shanahan has to give up the running game and get into a 40-45 throw game with Garoppolo. We don't know that Garoppolo can't do that. He just hasn't had to. It's not who the 49ers are. We have seen it against teams like the Saints, and I know that this is a more talented team than that, but I, I for my money, and this is coming from a guy who is maybe a 49ers fan just a little bit Brian um, I th- for me it's I think that the running the ball so heavily in the second half of those games when they were up I think there's going to be something there I think Shanahan will hold held something back and we're going to see something in the passing game that I don't think we expected at all how often do coaches do things like that really think like oh, sure. oh I'm not I mean, throwing that out there not they're, now they're all about the minute you change the number count you play the plus one defense and bring that guy down to the box, they're, that's what they're all about in terms of play action fake and now I'll get in behind it. The thing with that I'm interested in seeing with Garoppolo and San Francisco, and I did a bit of, uh, on our show playbook, most of their protection scheme comes down to Garoppolo turning his back to the defense, play action fake, and they have had vulnerabilities. He had 36 sacks. When you bring that extra guy... And, and the back doesn't account for it. And Garoppolo 
turns his back to the defense, he gets hit in the back of the head a lot. Yeah. So I got to imagine Steve Spagnola is going to bring some of those backside corner or safety pressures against that play action, hoping that, that the running back doesn't pick it up, abandon the fake, go back to the blitzer, so we could see some creativity beyond what they've already done in Kansas City. I guess especially with someone like Tyron Matthew as well. Who Correct. Is, is perfect for that. Correct. The hard thing when you play a Tyron Matthew, if, if you've got a dominant corner, I can throw the other way. Yeah. But if, if your dominant guy is a safety in the middle, I don't know. i got to find him. And Garoppolo who, like I said, nine times out of ten, will turn his back to the defense initially on a play fake. Now he's got to come out a little blind, like, okay, where's Matthew? Yeah. How, in, in terms of the coaching, how important is holding your nerve? So we mentioned there about if the 49ers get behind, sticking with what they do. I felt like your old team, Baltimore against Tennessee, got away from their offensive plan quickly haven't gone behind in that game and maybe a little bit too early. So how important is it in the big game to just... Hold your nerve, keep the keep the guys calm and it's very important. You gotta stay true to your personality because if you go away from it too early, the the players know that. And then they panic a little bit. It's, oh my God. Coach has given up on what got us here. We're now doing something else. Um, so that that is a part of it. I don't think you're gonna see Kansas City, it's so inbred in them to be spread and do things and throw the ball down the field. And San Francisco is so utterly committed to the run. It would take uh, a dramatic sequence of, I don't care how much Kansas City got up for whatever reasons before they gave up that, you know, until it really becomes a tincture of time. And that's really what it comes down to. You get in the second half, it's when do I make that transition that, okay, we got we to fold the playbook and put, uh, play the game plan, put it in my back pocket. It's we don't have enough time to do it our way. It's it's a three-score differential, two-score differential, and I only have one or two possessions left. What that equation is, is it third quarter, early fourth quarter? That's the calculation you have to make. I want to ask you about the coach on the other side, and Andy Reid. Uh, it feels like there's a real outpouring of oh, sure. emotion in the coaching fraternity that people want him to win the Super Bowl. I mean, it, it's looking ahead a little bit, but when, when you look at the great coaches, they've basically, outside of maybe Joe Gibbs, had that one great quarterback. Right. Does it feel like with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, this could be a real nice run that, that validates what I think is probably already a Hall of Fame career? Yeah, I would agree. And, and, and boy, to be in that position, yeah. to know you've got a talent like that, a young talent. Uh, now, they, they've got to pay him. You know that, and that's always the challenge. They, they've been kind of on a freebie for here a little bit. Now that they're going to have to pay him, what that does to your team as a whole, you can't keep everybody. And it's well documented that when you pay that guy what he's worth, the challenge is Joe Flacco in Baltimore, and they had to pay him after that champion. And why it took a little while to regroup from that. Dallas with Troy Aikman. I mean, you can see it team after team how they have to that has to be accounted for so that's going to be the challenge for them but yeah for Andy Reid to sit there and know oh boy I got a nice four or five year run of this thing especially uh, when you've put all that time in you know he's been oh out for gosh. a long time as and well. to know that every year going forward now you get to start with that 
Yeah. That's your starting point of, okay, this is we're pretty good, and this is what we've done. Now we can kind of just add to that uh, compared to teams that are still identifying that combination, developing their quarterbacks to be able, whether it was a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees, to know that every year you get to start with that as your baseline. That's, that's pretty special. That was our chat with uh, Super Bowl winning head coach Brian Billick, and there is some video of that now across Gridiron's social feeds filmed on the new GoPro Hero 8 Black. You'll just see how great the capture looks. Check it out on at Gridiron on Twitter or at UK Gridiron on Instagram. Um, I just thought about this because we were talking about what to put in for the game. Should we throw in some Jerry Rice and Steve Young? Because we did talk to them today and it's a little bit of a, you know, it was a decent get. It's fair to say. Yeah. I mean, I love the live on hair production means. <laughs> the answer is absolutely yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So just uh, before we take a break, before we start breaking down the game and hearing from Rob Ryan, let's hear from uh, the hall, two Hall of Famers, multiple Super Bowl rings. Stephen's got three and Jerry Rice four, I want to say. Yeah, I mean, it's one ready for Steve Young, isn't it? Oh, come on. So Don't be like thank that. It's like giving Jimmy Garoppolo a Super Bowl ring already. But. 25 years ago, here in Miami, these two faced the Chargers, won the last Super Bowl the 49ers did win together, that 8-80 to connection, which they now uh, use as their moniker for their uh, combined charity the guys do between them. We went down to their charity event at the uh, uh, YWCA here in Miami and got to have a catch-up with a pair of them. Talked about the charity, but also a bit about the culture around their 49ers team and this 49ers team. Hey, Jerry, how are you doing? How are you doing, man? Good to see you again. How's everything, man? Very good. Got the beer going, got the beer going. That's my man. Jerry came over to the UK and we spent most of our time talking about beards. That was basically it. You see this right now? I'm I'm taking full credit for the beard coming back. Yeah, you know, I got to credit you, man. You inspired me to grow my beard out. What's good? Steve, I think you should give it a try, man. I I need to do it one time (laughs) in my life. Maybe uh, uh, now's the time. Now is the moment. I think now is the moment. Tell us a little bit about working with this organization, what you guys have put together today. Well, so the YWCA, we couple with schools, we couple with YWCAs, we couple with individuals that want to bring fair, like just a fair opportunity, open opportunity to the, to kids that are underprivileged. I want to say underprivileged, just need that, that, that step up, that chance, that opportunity. And I think Jerry's vision for 8 to 80 from the very beginning was about trying to kind of level the playing field. Is yeah, that, that uh, underserved uh, community, giving these kids an opportunity. And I think we, you know, we, we have done a great job. You know, the, the YWCA also the NFL, right. and you know, so many have uh, came on board. So this is a, a great time for us, and, and something you know uh, that we can pretty much say, you know what, we had a great time on the on, on the football field. We were able to accomplish so many records and stuff like that. But this is what it's all about right here, you know, giving back well, to the I kids. Think also, the fact that the Dolphins, the NFL, like so many times, it becomes tribal. Mm-hmm. And people go, oh, only you know, you can only be a part of my. Yeah. The NFL has opened up opportunity throughout the country, really throughout the world. So we're, we love that the eight to eighty is embraced in other cities because what we're really trying to do is give opportunity, and I think it's kind of neat. I mean, it's, it's real cool. Atlanta now, you know, know, Miami and stuff like that, and we're I, still I going mean, strong. You guys have got pretty good memories of Miami from twenty five years ago. Nice to have the Niners back here for the first time. An opportunity of winning another one since then. Yeah, I, you know, I, we, Jerry and I were just lamenting of the ones that we left behind, you know, and so we are, not that we're greedy, but we just love the opportunity to be able to come to the Super Bowl and, and, and win them. So I think this is our, you know, 49ers for six. Uh, that's as right. much as anybody around. So. 
you know, Super Bowl 29. This guy was the MVP. I got a chance to go to. Uh, you were the MVP. Did, no, no, you were the MVP. You were the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> you. We got a chance to go to Disneyland, yeah, we right? We go to Disneyland. Yeah, that was real cool. But, you know, just being here, the hospitality and uh, just beautiful weather, it's going to be a good football game. And I think what you guys are putting together, things like this, shows the culture that you guys had on your team. What do you think of the culture on this team right now, considering they brought you guys back in the building and getting you involved as well? You know what? I don't think it was as much about bringing us individually back in the building. It was really about the spirit of holding people accountable and being partners with each other, like really having each other's back. That was the thing that kind of resonated with them. And uh, and this is a team that they're built right. to win. They're built to care. They care about each other. Pro football does not bring out you know, the most selfless nature of people. And this team is selfless. This team works for each other. And that's why they're tough to beat. Brick by brick. That's the motto. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, uh, you know, they have brought that standard back. And, you know, Steve and I, we went in. Uh, I think we had a Q&A with we the did. team. We did. And, you know, they had a chance to just ask us questions and they had a chance to pick our brains and stuff like that. Just being around those guys. I, I do a lot of work with uh, Debo Samuel, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, also a Kendrick Bourne, just being around those young players and feeling their energy. It's totally different now. I mean, you know, you see all the celebrations and all that, but, you know, they play together. How we celebrate on Sunday, when, when the Niners win, we'll say, not if. Uh, really, I mean, it's their time. I think we've, <laughs> we've incurred, you know, we get, you know, they ask us to come in and speak. They ask us to be inspirational in any way that we possibly can. We want to be a part of it. But when they take that championship, you know, we'll feel a piece of it, but it's their time. And so we're look forward to seeing them raise it up and, and, uh, we, and our support. We love it. Well, we were able to put our mark on uh, Candlestick Park. Now they have the opportunity to put their mark on uh, Levi Stadium. But it's all about those guys now. And, uh, but you can't overlook uh, the Chiefs. They have a fantastic team, and it's going to be a great challenge for us. Guys, really appreciate your time. Thank you yeah. so much and all the great work you're doing Thank here you. as well. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. This is the Gridiron Show brought to you this Super Bowl week by Curry's PC World and the new GoPro Hero 8 black action camera. I used to a GoPro. I mentioned Disneyland earlier. I took it uh, when uh, I went with Sarah for New Year's. I mounted it on my bag. I went on rides, took some really cool videos. I actually got to prove that my wife was able to, to hack being on a... Uh, being on a roller coaster, uh, and ended up using it as my normal camera as well, rather than my phone. The panorama modes burst and improved HDR, uh, providing some brilliant photos. Uh, And then I just had the app, hooked it up on the Bluetooth, could transfer them over and post them on social media while I was waiting uh, in the queue to get on the Star Wars ride again. So absolutely perfect. Uh, Right, we're going to hear from Coach Rob Ryan. Do we want to break it down off the back of that? Yeah, let's, let's say what the experts have to say, and then the idiots can join in after yeah, okay. Okay, let's hear what Coach Rob Ryan had to say when he joined us on Radio Row. Uh, we also talked to him about our conversation with Baker Mayfield that you heard the other day. Uh, so here is Coach Rob Ryan. You're listening to Countdown Super Bowl 54 live on Talk Sport 2 from South Beach, Miami. I always say South Beach, Miami, as if we're sat on the beach with a mojito in hand, yeah. the sea and the, and the sand oh, in front of us. Wouldn't that be great? Instead, we're sat in a conference hall, but a conference hall filled with NFL superstars, coaches, former players, uh, 
a lot of the world's media assembled here as well. And I'm delighted to say that alongside myself, Will Gavin, Ollie Hunter and Matthew Sherry from Gridiron Magazine, we're now joined by a man whose family were described just five minutes ago on this show as coaching royalty. Rob Ryan is with us. How are you doing today, Rob? I'm doing outstanding. You know what? I think you guys got to look in your scheduling next time. Make sure you at least have one day on the beach. I mean, yeah, so, you know, that's all I do. You know, now, you know, I offend everybody. I take my shirt off. My wife's like, no, but anyway, but you got to get at least one day out there in the water. But uh, this is this has been a, a wild place like it is every year. And uh, it's great to I hear you guys line up for the for the Super Bowl is going to be awesome. So uh, I just did a thing with Shane Vereen. Man, is he a special guy? So I know you guys got it going on. And I, I had to spend a couple minutes over here before I went out to the beach because I actually did schedule some time. He'll, well, listen, <laughs> to- two teams who obviously do have a good culture, the two that we'll see this week. But offensively they're they're both very different Um, you know we've got San Francisco with genuinely the most diverse running game certainly I've ever seen that goes way beyond just the the zone stuff that the Shanahan's are famous for and then on the other we've got the transcending quarterback talent how does Rob Ryan the defensive coordinator game plan against both of these offences well, I tell you what, now, I had I had a chance to go against San Francisco. We lost 9 to nothing, but it was 0-0 at half. But I tell you what, if you don't get your linebacker's eyes right to handle that running game, oh, you're going to be in for a long day, as everybody's finding out right now. But uh, they do a great job. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is, like you said, which is a great point. It's not just stretch runs anymore. Hey, it used to be, and the boots were off of it. That was the whole game. It's not like that anymore. He's, he's taking it to a new level. He has two really really good players that move around in his offense all the time with Juszczyk and Kittle. And they, they do a dynamic job of inserting and blocking on linebackers on second-level players, which you don't see in this league very often. And that's why it's so difficult, uh, you know, to get these guys ready in just a week. Now, Kansas City has, has had two weeks. Uh, that's got to help them. They have an experienced coordinator in Steve Spagnola. That should help. Uh, but the but the angles in which Kyle Shanahan gets gets to blocking on you, uh, you do you have to do a, a marvelous job of coordinating, and your players have to do a special job on on the way you exactly want to fit all those runs. The other thing is you do have a smart quarterback too. So not only you got to stop that running game, you do have a smart quarterback who knows where to throw the football. He's been well-schooled. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, uh, Josh McDaniels have been his coaches. Bill Belichick, uh, those are pretty good coaches. So uh, this guy's going to know what to do with, with the football. Uh, and, you know, it's just the team that they're running in, you know, out there. Now, I think the biggest mismatch in this game is going to be on defense, where Kansas City's defense is not as good as San Francisco's. Uh, San Francisco's got all those first-round draft choices, and, and these guys were taken early in the first round, not, you know, some 30th pick. You know, so they have a ton of talent up front. Their linebackers are fast and good. They have Richard Sherman, an all-time corner out there. So uh, advantage San Francisco for sure when it comes to the, the style of defense. But, uh, but as you all know, with Pat Mahomes and Kansas, and no lead's going to be safe. <laughs> no. These guys have been unbelievable. <laughs> They're scoring more points. Like, I've never seen anything like that in my life. But uh, thank God we never had to play him. I already got fired, so what would they <laughs> fire me twice? I don't know. I mean, uh, that's tough. You were talking about the 49ers being a good offensive team and then referred to a game that was 9 to nothing, which I think somebody would be listening and going, well, okay, in our football, that's a ridiculous score. In NFL, surely that's low. That day was a messy, messy game of oh, yeah. football. Like the, sure. the weather and the. I, I, so 
I want to know when you're game planning, not for that, but for this weekend, when you look at the 49ers and, and they've run the ball so heavily, over 70% of the time in the two playoff games. You know, they only put the, the ball in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands eight times yeah, in but the that's, championship that's, game. That's uh, misleading for the simple fact that you have the lead. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what all good teams do. You saw New England, uh, you know, for years, you know, they don't, they're, they don't run the football. They end up being balanced. Well, they're a 50-50 team. No, they're not. They throw the football. They get the lead. Now they pound the running game at you. And you know it's coming, but you have to stop it. And, and it's easier said than done with the style of runs that they do. They're so multiple. They've got that use check who can get to any block, uh, you know, out there, which is difficult. I know it doesn't seem like, oh, he's just another guy. No, no, this kid's different. Uh, he'll wrap around, get up on linebackers on the backside, and it's unique. You don't see it all year. And all of a sudden, now here it is in your lap. And if you don't do anything about it to stop it, you're going to have a long day. So uh, I think I think it's going to be a great game. I know you guys are excited about it just like I am. You have some some fresh meat out there. You know, you got two new teams. Uh, this will be good. And, and you really, if you look at it, after about the halfway point, didn't, didn't you see these two teams as in a collision course? I mean, that's kind of what it looked like. Them in Baltimore were the teams that were drawing all the, uh, you know, the interest. I, I feel like... One point we've all made this week is that we really believe, and it isn't always the case, that these are the best two teams. I mean, you mentioned Baltimore, but it felt like the playoffs showed their limitation, which is that they win one way, and if you get them out of that, you get put put a lead on them, then it's a lot more difficult for them. These two feel like more well-balanced teams who can win in multiple <laughs> different ways. I, I agree with you 100%. I think, uh, I think they are the best-balanced teams, and, uh, and really Kansas City's defense was atrocious early in the year. It just got better and better, and that's, you got to credit to those players and, and, and that coaching staff that they have brought them along. Now they're playing with confidence, which is a big thing because you need it in these playoffs, and uh, uh, I'm sure you'll see it from, from even the Kansas City defense you know, uh, going forward. We asked Dyke Taylor about Tyrion Matthew, the honey badger, who has been lights out the last 10, 11 weeks. Um, also, they brought in Terrell Suggs, so you bring in some... You bring in some experience. You you have players that are really stepping up. And as you said, that Kansas City defense has just got better and better. And it feels like the Super Bowl could be the perfect time for them to 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 have it all come together. What are they going to need to? I mean, you know, uh, obviously everybody knows their offense is going to be high flying and do the things uh, that they do. But but in this game, it, it's it's a longer game. You think? I mean, it just keeps on and on. I know the time limit's the same. But this game has that long feel to it. You have a long pregame. You have a long halftime. It's draining. You're playing, you know, the biggest game of your life. You, you get exhausted from that. Even coaching in it, you get exhausted by it. It's like, you know, you got to come up with the right calls. you got to, you know, it, it's it's an amazing game. It's it's an amazing game of attrition. And uh, and the best team ends up winning it. But it's always it's always a high heck of a game to, you know, to find out how it goes. And, and Kansas City is going to need their defense to show up. On the other side, you, we talked about this briefly, but the Patrick Mahomes obviously can do phenomenal things. Like you can literally play him perfectly, right scheme. You know, you sure. call the play, everything is set up. You're covering, you're doing it all, and he's still going to beat you. Right. But when we look at them up front, they t- don't tend to do what the 49ers do, which is leave extra guys in blocking. Tend to just trust their offensive line, their five, which means we're going to get one-on-one matchups for that that talented 49ers defensive front. How do they? Do they have to contain Patrick Mahomes rather than trying to get after him is kind of what I'm asking. Rather than 
it's not necessarily about right. sacks, but just not letting him do the ridiculous things. Well, I, I think this, and, and that's a great point you're making there. Uh, I think there's two ways to rush him. Uh, if you run, if you rush four guys after him. That's where you really got to do a great job of keeping them in, in containment, keep them in the box. It's, it's a, where Tennessee, in my opinion, got, got lost the game because he, he was allowed outside the pocket to make all those plays, which he did. Now, the tough thing is Mahomes is such a great athlete, he can escape outside or he can escape through the B-gap, which is inside between the tackle and the end. So it's really a difficult job. Uh, you know, and I know San Francisco is not the type of team to sit there and bull rush, you know, a guy and keep him in there. So that'll be one thing. But the other one, if you really just want to cut it loose, you play with a five-man rush, and and uh, San Francisco does it quite a bit. And now they can go anywhere they want because there's nowhere to go. So it'll be it'll be a, it'll be an interesting thing. There's less coverage that way, you know. So uh, uh, San Francisco usually is a four-man rush, cover three team. That's what they do almost 90 percent of the time, so it'll be interesting to see how that matches up. I think how you Salah, doing, man? Nick Good to going to throw in a few of his Look, that was Dana White just coming over and fist-bumping Rob Ryan. Can you go get him on for us, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> can you have a word? I don't know. We'd love to get I, him I, on. I have a feeling that's quite a big entourage, and those guys can mess the guy up. <laughs> they, they got uh, elbows that are like razors, man. They just cut your forehead. And, like, I don't know, man. That guy next to him looks kind of big. I don't want to mess with him. Why do you think we're trying to send you and not going <laughs> I like that, though. That's a smart thing. That's a smart thing. Send somebody else in to get their tail kicked. It's and a, you sneak the guy out. It's <laughs> only so far the British accent gets you when you're coming up against those guys. Yeah. Uh, Coach Ryan, really, really appreciate All your right, time. Guys. Thank you so much as always, and uh, enjoy Sunday. Oh, I'm going to. I know you guys are, are looking forward to it too. Coach Rob Ryan there. And, of course, we were mentioning the um, the the bets that we've put on with Betfred for the uh, for Wires earlier on for the Aussie Wildfires. We also have our own entire gridiron section on Betfred now for the Super Bowl, which can be found by heading to the American football section of the site and the app. And while I was reading that off Josh's phone, he got a text from his mum saying, love you, Josh, with three kisses. Aww. So, oh, wasn't that lovely? Oh, buddy. <laughs> what a, a moment. <laughs> really was. It was really lovely. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's uh, let's crack on and talk about the game then, lads. We just did a a, a, a kind of a version for this for our, our radio for the radio show when we talked about the 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 elements of the game maybe that we thought had been a little underrated so far. The ones that weren't grabbing the headlines: the Mahomes, the 49ers defensive line. I think we got into how they they could get to Patrick Mahomes quite a bit with Rob Ryan there as you heard and Brian Billick we really broke down the line of scrimmage stuff as well I don't feel like we've talked much about the play on the outsides much about the weapons much about all that receiving talent because I think all we've really said is that both teams are going to try and establish the the run and establish those plays to to open up the big plays against defences who defend relatively well against I mean certainly that'll be San Francisco's plan I, I think Kansas City will just go big. Uh, uh, I think, yeah, I, mean, I think they'll, they'll use the running game to a limited amount. I mean, that's kind of... That, I mean, that's been Andy Reid's MO throughout his career, even when he had, you know, that great running back in, in Westbrook in Philadelphia last time he was in the Super Bowl. So, so yeah, I mean, I would expect that if Damian Williams has a big night, it's largely in the passing game. Um, but those passes are often constituted as run plays because they're RPOs and little check downs yeah. the, the, the RPOs is an interesting one because in the AFC title game as we 
as we've referenced a couple of times, they, they ran two in, in, in the first three plays, I think, and then I never saw them run one again for the remainder of the for the remainder of the uh, of the game, and it felt like they just got away from that very quickly, which which I think sums up what makes Andy Reid so great. He's forever adjusting on the fly. I think he was asked, wasn't he, this week about whether he would ever take the ball, and he said no because we like to have the ball to start the second half. By which point, I guess the game plans have declared themselves a little bit more. So, so yeah, but I, I think Reid looks at the the short passes as the extension of the running game as well. In in much the same way we've seen New England do over the years, um, but it's just, it, I, I, you just want the game to get here now, don't you? Like we, it feels like the thing with this game is I could make sound arguments for both teams to win, and and depending on which one I've just made, like on the talk sports show, I obviously picked the Chiefs. No, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, that's what, that's what you do. You pick one on one, one on the yeah, other, and then, you're, then you're never wrong. That's yeah. how I've always done it. Don't give away my secrets. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, you just start thinking 49ers. I, I think my problem with the whole thing is that, I, I, not unlike the Green Bay game, I spent the whole week saying the words, I think it's going to be tighter than it than the last game. And I know the matchups are good, but surely they can't come in and play that badly. And And... I think as a fan, I talked myself into not over-backing the 49ers. You know, you don't want to put yourself too out there so you don't get hurt. I truly believe the 49ers match up brilliantly on the Kansas City defense. Uh, Yes, they've got Chris Jones and that pressure up the middle could be a problem with the interior of the line. And yet we've got the potential for Jimmy Garoppolo against Tyron Matthew. But if Kyle Shanahan, with two weeks to prepare for it has found a way to take Matthew out of the game as much as possible with the game plan, and they use motion more than anyone else in the league. I then think that there are other linebackers. I mean, who's the best linebacker beyond that? Anthony Hitchens? The, like, the, it's, the, it's kind of the... I mean, that's the worry for the Chiefs, is the weak, the weak links of their team are exactly what the 49ers' and, strength And, I mean, Sorensen stepped up massively in the playoffs and made plays, so maybe that's something that can happen, but... You know, the corners aren't as strong as some other teams that the 49ers have played this year. And they've come in really, really battle-tested. Like, when they went on that run where they played the Packers, the Saints, and the Ravens three games in a row, the fact that they came through and had to play the Seahawks in Week 17 on the road in that incredibly tough game and win that to get the one seed, I just think they are. They are a team who have such unity, a great coaching staff that are have proven they can win in those tough situations. My only concern is that those three losses did all come in final play of the game kind of games where you wonder if game managed better game management in those situations. Mm. Ollie might have uh, might have actually seen them not go undefeated. That's ridiculous. But you know, be that kind of level of team. But there were issues in and around Patrick Mahomes' fitness and, and, and that kind of stuff. So I totally get that. But um with the with that that San Francisco defense. Oh, sorry, the Chiefs defense. Um, they can be got down the middle. That over the top, not over the top, but that that middle range in the middle of the field, in between the tram lines. And I, I think that's where Devontae Adams had a good game. Um, sorry, that's where I think uh, DeAndre Hopkins had a good game for the Texans. AJ Brown got some yards there as well. And that's where the, the 49ers are really, really good. When you've got Emmanuel Sanders, who can run any route Ugh, on the tree. That's great. Uh, you've got Kendrick Bourne, who's doing interesting stuff. Debo Samuel as well. And then factor in George Kittle, who's been actually a non-factor in the passing game 
in the last, uh, well, in, during the playoffs, really. Even in Seattle, he only had a, a, a few catches, I think. He, wasn't, could, he, didn't, he, he had a couple of key third downs, but he wasn't like the, the go-to target we've seen in the past. And that was a playoff game anyway. So, mm-hmm. effectively, I think we could see a really big game from Kittle. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I think it was mentioned in the Rob Ryan, I'm convinced that they'll come out thrown, San Fran. Certainly, I mean, I th- certainly I th- for the first... I, I just think on the first series, they'll do it a couple... I mean, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be stunned if San Fran's first offensive player wasn't a big play-action pass. Um, I mean, I, I find that... I mean, the key to me is, is the 49ers running game against that Chiefs defence. We saw what the Chiefs did against Tennessee. I mean, Reggie Ragland was a lot more involved in that game plan for that reason, and... and and I think he's, he's going to be a big part of the Chiefs' defence again because I remember coming on for, after the championship games and said, you know, the way to, the, the way to stop this offence is to essentially stop the run at all costs. And then if Jimmy J beats you, Jimmy J beats you. And that's, to me, the way Kansas City have to look at the game. They have to just, uh, just deploy, I mean, I mean, deploy he... the same guys they did against Tennessee. But the problem with stopping this running game compared to Tennessee, is how diverse it is. They do so many different things. The Packers literally loaded the box with eight, nine men. Like, uh, almost the entire game, they had at least an eight-man box in there. But they just, between the motions, between the quality of the blocking scheme, between the fact that they do... I thought what um, I think what uh, Brian Billick said was particularly interesting, where he said it's like old school football done with, in a new yeah. school way with a new school twist. Well, but it's like a combination of of any great running game that you've seen because they do everything and, and and they switch it up so effectively. And I think that's why the running games got better as well because ultimately, when you're putting so many things in like that, it takes so many reps to get to the point they're at now where it's firing on all cylinders. The players are comfortable with changing up the scheme and, and that's one when I spoke to Ben Garland at open tonight that's what he said it's a great offence to be in because if something isn't working we can go to something else and, and, and they're doing that an awful lot and, and I think that's what is difficult for the Chiefs but, but, but then I, I don't as good as the 49ers defensive front has been I don't see them stopping Mahomes either that's, that's what makes the game interesting to me we speak to a guy every year as a professional gambler who Matthew McConaughey played in two for the money and he is convinced that the Chiefs will win the game and win the game big. He said he doesn't think it's close. He's 24-3, and three, well, or at least he claims to be, but picking Super Bowls. But certainly every year we've spoken to him, he's got it right. Um, and I, I was surprised. Some of the stuff he came out with this year, though, he likes to be smart about things that he's looking at from the game that other people aren't looking at. But there was two or three things he said this year that was so ig- ignorant of game flow and what the team were doing that it just... It didn't. It was like that. He was just looking at stats and not watching the. Well, games. he he thinks that he thinks the defensive line isn't deep, and that's why the the struggle to get sacks in the second half, which but, which, I, which I agree with which your happened, point. Which happened down the stretch until they got a bye week, and now they've had another bye week. And yeah, but since, he, he pointed to the bye. NFC title game. But I agree well, with your when point. When they were absolutely dominating yeah. them, so took their foot off the gas, like. Nuts! Just but, he, I think I think he's going twenty-four and four this year. I really do. The, but he's made the the main point he made as well was on that Rams game that I've mentioned for the last few weeks, which is the way they moved the pocket around mm-hmm. and, and, and 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 nullified that rush. And I, and I do think Reid will be able to do that. So, and then you've got the weapons to attack every part of the the defense as well with that. So I I I, I don't think either defense will stop the opposing offense. Um, not consistently anyway, which will probably herald another 13-3 and three game now that I've said that. But 
I just think Mahomes is so special. The receiving talent's so special as well. I mean, that's that's what will define Mahomes' career moving forward, is he's never going to have this level of talent mm. in the future. But right now, he's got such a such a ludicrous array of options. It, it's difficult to see it get stopped. I think what's interesting about... The, the interesting thing you said about uh, moving of the pocket in the latter half of the, of the game is... is it, it's key to what Mahomes can do because he doesn't really have a pocket necessarily. He moves across the <laughs> entire field, left to right, and um, chasing him down, it, it can be really, really difficult. It's whether the 49ers have that capability both in the, the linebacking core and up front. And then I don't think the 49ers have really been tested in the back end of their defense when it comes to speed. If you look at the if you look at the Packers, it's just yeah. Devontae Adams and no one else could really run a route. And he's not the quickest of, of guys. He's just a great route runner and got good hands. They've got Tyreek Hill, they've got Nicole Hardman, and they've got um, De, 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 Deontay Robinson. Demarcus Robinson. <laughs> him Demarcus as, Robinson. Him as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was wonderful. So they've got four players, <laughs> uh, the Robinson twins. But it's um, they. I don't think they've been tested in, in that way. Mahomes has the confidence, the arm, and the precision to get those guys over the top. Yeah, I, I, my, my thing keeps the thing I keep coming back to is that it's Patrick Mahomes that he can just do really good. That you can play the play perfectly. You can have the right call. You can, you know, mark your zone perfectly. You can either be jumping the route in the right way or tight to the man as you need to be or whatever it is that it requires and he will still find a way to beat you. And the fact is that with the way that they tend to, as we've talked about with a few guys this week, their tendency to not leave anyone extra in for blocking particularly in the passing game and rely just on their five up front, that gives you probably three one-on-one matchups for every down for the 49ers. And if they choose to blitz, it could be even better than that. The thing is, is that that still might not be enough. That still might, like it, whether you decide to use those one-on-one matchups to force him to stay in the pocket, whether you choose to use them like the must rush, whether you choose to do what we talked about, Sherry, that you, that you like just blitz one of those super quick linebackers basically on every play yeah. and, and take him off his take him off his spot he still might beat you because he is a Michael Jordan Kobe Bryant you know ridiculous kind of level of of athlete who just makes those kind of moments happen even when you're playing imperfectly so that's why I'm not confident but I do think the 49ers are the better team but the other the other point is that why I, why I don't think they'll have stops is that the strength of the coaching staffs in on both sides is is offensively I mean I think Spag- Spagnolo is a really good defensive coordinator, and and he would worry me as a 49ers fan because he's put great game plans together in big games before. I think that the unproven link in the coaching staff is Robert Sala, who could, was be, a, could was, get overwhelmed. We've seen was, it before. Yeah, and he was atrocious for two seasons, and now has easily the most talented unit in the NFL. So I, I still put most of the 49ers' success down to to the talent, and and you need the talent in that scheme as much as he does diversified a little bit from the, the kind of Seattle roots. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, you can just go back and forth on, on everything with this game. That's what makes it so interesting. Let's pick it. Ollie Hunter. I've got the Chiefs, 35 to 32. And uh, they'll he be... with the same pick as he did on the Talks Show. That's, yeah. that's almost... It's almost respectable. I'm going to do that as well. It's continuity. <laughs> so, so within our 10-minute our chat, you've flip-flopped again. 
Nah, yeah, well, I mean, the reality is that it's based always on the last thing I've spoken about in my head, <laughs> which is, in this case... Oh, the, the most classic Sherry thing the, ever. He never even had Italian food in the end. That's... Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. Salah's, Salah's the unproven link in the coaching staff. 35-28, Chiefs. Yep, OK. I'm taking the 49ers, because apparently I'm the only one taking the 49ers, and I'll enjoy not only a Super Bowl victory, but a victory over you chumps as well. I think I took 28-25, which is a weird scoreline. I want the thing. 49ers to win for you, though, so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it wouldn't bother me. You're giving it all of that. Ollie literally Ollie, Ollie couldn't care less. He's, he really is, isn't he? Yeah. He's a nasty man. It's been hard, this, this feud. It's Schadenfreude. I've, it should be my middle name. I really, I said, when we, when we went into that NFC Championship game, that genuinely, if they won, I'd be pleased for him, and I'd root for them when we were here. He said the same back, and he's never shown... See, a back, smidgen of that. You see, back then it was just it was just something he could say beforehand. That's not true. Back then, I genuinely meant it. But <laughs> <laughs> now we're here. I want my homes to win. I hate your stupid little face. Uh, <laughs> right, Willie, really, why are you being like this? I, I'm always like this. But right. No, no, no. I actually, I promise you, if they win, I'd be so delighted for you. I, I might even cry. Right, everyone, enjoy your Super Bowl Sundays. Little fist bump. Ow, he really went for that. That wasn't little at all. Uh, right, enjoy your Super Bowl Sundays, guys. Hopefully you're going down to the Gridiron Party, which there's a uh, party, I said that very posh, which there are still tickets for. £5 a pop is a bargain, particularly considering the beer's pretty cheap for central London. Uh, big screens, bowling, giant pizzas, and good company uh, at the Gridiron Party at Bloomsbury Bowlings. You can find information at gridiron-magazine.com and on our social media channels. Don't forget about the GoPro competition with Curry's PC World as well if you buy a GoPro action camera uh, before end of play on Monday, either online or in store, you can enter a competition to win a seven-day trip here to beautiful Miami, Florida, a city I've really fallen in love with. Yeah, it's been great. Over this last week. Fantastic stuff here. Um, and, uh, and of course, with Betfred, uh, not only have we got our own section on the website, but Betfred 40 for that up to £40 of free bets for new customers when you bet £10 on Super Bowl 54. Gentlemen, just on, just on Betfred. I mean, I'm not even getting to say any final thoughts anymore. Seven to four for a defense. No, for a special teams touchdown. Oh, nice. I like that. Any final thoughts? Bring on Sunday. Come on Sunday. Willie, I hope they win for you. I really do. I'm not buying it for a second. Thank you for listening. <laughs> You've been listening to The Good Show with Curry's PC World and GoPro. <laughs>